Hey, this is Graham, and I am so pumped you're joining us today. If you're a part of our Grace community, whether in person or online, we would love to connect with you on social media, at the Grace AG on all social outlets. But the best way to connect is to join our online community at live.graceassembly.org. Here, you can engage and connect with other Grace members all around the world. So, we hope today's message encourages and challenges you. Let's jump right in. I feel like God's given me something a little bit different to share today. It's kind of a standalone message. It's not part of a series. Uh, I just think it's a word from the Lord for our church. And I think it's a word from the Lord for the church of Jesus Christ uh, around the world, but especially here in the United States. Uh, I actually heard somebody share this a few weeks ago, and as I was listening to it, it just resonated with my spirit so much, uh, especially coming off of the last two series. We've been talking about uh, mental health and uh, we've been talking about grief. How I many know those are some pretty heavy topics to address? And so this felt like to me the, really the finale of both of those. But bigger than that, uh, really, uh, I would say a prophetic word for the church of Jesus Christ in America. And, uh, and it has to do with worship and so we're going to worship a little bit more a little bit later. Is that okay? And you say, why, why would we do this, Pastor? Well, because how many know uh, 2020 was difficult? Uh, when the pandemic began, people began to isolate. And the problem is isolation is not good for anybody, especially uh, for the body of Christ. Uh, which is why we've, you know, you, when isolation happens, it feeds depression and addiction and all kinds of mental health issues. And of course, that's why we've been addressing these uh, as a church. But as followers of Jesus, we need to be remembered that or reminded that we're designed to be a body. We're designed to be together, to be a community of faith, functioning together as a community uh, meeting together on a regular basis. Uh, but uh, you guys remember at the beginning of the pandemic, many of the uh, uh, so-called experts predicted that this would be the beginning of the next spiritual awakening in America. In fact, as soon as churches reopened, uh, the people would flock back to church and the seats would be filled and thousands would come to faith. But that didn't happen. Instead of a great awakening, we've actually experienced a great falling away. According to some studies, up to one-third of Christians in America have completely abandoned the church. One-third. Um, so we all began 2021 with hope. Maybe 2021 would be different, a new beginning. Uh, because most of us couldn't wait for 2020 to be over, right? So that the pressure would let up a little bit. But near the end of 2020, we had this election that deeply divided our country even more than it was before. People were angry, in some cases violent, and the pressure in our nation just increased. And while he was still in office, President Trump led the way in a, an unprecedented public-private partnership to develop a vaccine uh, that 
uh, many people hoped would uh, re return us back to normal in some way, uh, but that didn't happen either. You know, we didn't think it was possible, but in some ways, 2021 has been even as difficult as 2020 because we're tired. People are angry. People are easily offended, often irrational. People are angry over vaccines. They're over, angry over mandates and politics and racial issues and a host of other issues that cause us to be divided as a people and as a nation. And we can feel the pressure around us just getting stronger and stronger. Marriages have ended. Long-term friendships have been fractured. And then last summer, a new strain of COVID, the Delta variant, showed up on the scene. Wasn't that awesome? Case numbers went up, and people who were beginning to feel safe but suddenly felt afraid again, and the pressure increased. And here comes inflation. Gas, groceries, you name it. Everything costs more than it did a year before. And uh, even as life has gotten more expensive, millions of people have quit their jobs. You may have heard that America is in the midst of what is being called the Great Resignation. Some people estimate that over 40% of people will either quit or change their jobs in the last 18 months. Businesses are shorthanded. Jobs go unfilled. And uh, this, everybody, everybody is facing this. And of course, and then we have the news, right? The, the media who is fanning into flame uh, anger and panic because how many know more people watch bad news? More people watch controversy because if they just showed the good news and all the happy stuff, some people would watch but not as many as watch the bad news. Because if they can make you angry or convince you of some conspiracy theory, how many know you're gonna continue to watch? And in many ways, social media is worse I hope you're beginning to understand that uh, on social media that there are the powers that be are determining what you and I are thinking about and seeing every day. And they know that the more agitated you are and the more offended you are and the more upset you are, they want you to be angry typing as much as possible. We're puppets on a string. Mental illness has grown, mental health issues have increased, domestic violence has increased, addictions are growing, and the pressure continues to rise. Sadly, the church in America is not immune from any of this. People have left churches that they have attended for years, even decades, over opinions, not the essentials of the gospel of Jesus. And rather than rally around the cross of Jesus and the love of Jesus, the church is divided over opinions, not essential matters of faith. Church people have attacked other church people on social media, destroying their witness with unbelievers. Some pastors have left their churches, and many, some, have left the ministry uh, because of the endless criticism and attacks uh, that the people are giving toward leaders, and it's become more than they can take. In fact, according to a LifeWay study, by July of 2020, pastors in America, their greatest pain point has been maintaining unity within their church. 
because as the church, we navigate safety concerns, and, and as we have navigated all of this, uh, members of congregations voiced different opinions, uh, sometimes loudly, mostly repeating the political leaders that they follow. And pastors are tired, and they're worn out. And some of them are walking away from God's call. You know, during our recent mental health series, uh, I went back to my office as I was leaving one particular Sunday, found an unsigned note in my box that said, Pastor, we need to be talking less about mental health and more about casting out devils from people. Now, I understand, I get it, when you're a leader, you're gonna get feedback. Matter of fact, good leaders invite feedback. If you're a leader, you're gonna be criticized. How many know that's true? That's just part of leadership. If you're a boss, if you're a business owner, if you're a teacher, if you're a building principal, if you're a superintendent, uh, if you're a political leader, you have been criticized more in the last two years probably than in the rest of your life combined. So I get it. People have a lot of expectations and ideas on how things should be done. And let me pause for a second and say, as a, a good leader, will always listen to those voices, right? I, I can tell you that as the pastor of this church, I want feedback. I invite feedback. I train our board of elders, give me feedback. I want you to watch me. I want you to examine my life. If there's anything that is untoward or, or not good, I want, I want you to tell me. Every Thursday uh, before I preach a message here, I'm preaching it to our staff. I said, let's make it better because guess what? It's not about me. It's about the body of Christ receiving the bread of life, being led into the worship, uh, into the presence of God through worship because the word of God in the presence of God is what changes our lives. Are you with me today? Uh, so when we respond the right way with humility and teachableness, I mean, in leadership, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, Jesus told us, though, that in the last days, persecution was going to increase. And, and I think that means pressure on the body of Christ will increase. Now, I don't think it's a lack of faith to say that because I'm simply quoting what Jesus said. That's what Jesus said. I'm agreeing with the Bible. So if the church of Jesus... If you and I are going to survive in these days that we are living in, what do we do? How do we grow in faith? How do we reach people in the greatest opportunity in the history of the world to reach lost people for the kingdom of God? How do we do that while still experiencing all that we're experiencing now? Well, I think it takes us to Isaiah chapter 61, and I've just got a couple of scriptures for you here today. But... Uh, I think what's happened to all of this is what Isaiah described in Isaiah 61. He says, he starts Isaiah 61 with the spirit of the Lord is upon me, but then he says, the reason the spirit of the Lord is upon us is to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. What's going on? Can I tell you what's going on is the spirit of heaviness has descended upon us. The spirit of heaviness has come to all of us, right? Uh, because uh, 
no matter who we are, no matter how old we are, it's not just in the church, by the way, but everybody uh, in our nation, most people in the whole world are experiencing this spirit of, of heaviness. So what, what, is, what is the spirit of heaviness? And, and, and so one of the best ways to study the Bible is to take a verse that you're studying or a passage that you're studying and read it in a variety of different translations and paraphrases. It just adds depth and context to the verse. Here's what, here's what other words that are translated in other translations for the spirit of heaviness. Uh, disheartened. A faint spirit. A spirit of no hope. Discouragement. A spirit of weakness. A spirit of despair. A spirit of sadness. Can anybody identify? That's what it feels like. It's the spirit of heaviness. It's as if the whole world, the, the weight of the whole world is resting on your shoulders. And for many, uh, they experience this the most in the middle of the night. They can't sleep. It's interrupting your sleep. You're worried, you're concerned, you're anxious. See, I don't think this is just a natural battle. I think this is a spiritual battle. Because the Bible calls it a spirit. Everybody say spirit. It's a spirit of heaviness. And I believe what we are battling, all of us are battling, is this spiritual battle with the spirit of heaviness. The spirit of heaviness is the feeling that something is wrong. I'm just not sure what it is. It's a sense of burden. It's a pressure. You're overwhelmed, but you're not sure why. One day you feel great. The next day you feel like giving up. Nothing has changed in the circumstances of your life, but you've gone, you go from the highest high to the lowest low. The spirit of heaviness leads to this feeling like, hey, I'm not in control. And so because I'm not in control, I've got to do something to take control. And because life is out of control, people make decisions that they regret. They leave marriages. Friendships. Jobs. They leave churches. Why are they doing it? They, need, they, need, they have this desire to be in control of, of some area of their lives. Some people respond with anger and they lash out to anyone who is near them, any target that's most convenient. And uh, uh, I can tell you spouses and kids and pastors are common targets because hurting people hurt people. And everybody's under this pressure of this heaviness and people are isolating and, and they drop out of church and they drop out of friendships and they, they, they leave their families and they don't know how to explain the heaviness that they're feeling and they can't imagine anyone else is feeling this way so they suffer alone. Some people turn to addictive behaviors, drugs, alcohol, pornography. Those are the most common but that's not the only thing that people get addicted to. Some people have become addicted to exercise, video games, social media. Some of you have begun to gamble for the first time with all of the prevalence of the sports betting apps that are everywhere. People are turning to things, anything, what they, why? Because they're trying to escape the spirit of heaviness, if only just for a little while. And with the spirit of heaviness, 
comes this spirit of offense. And we start to resurface all of these things that have happened to us years ago. And we start to think about it again and again and again. This was in the past, but now the hurt resurfaces. The pain comes up again. They think about it. They think about it some more. And because when you're in isolation, how many know you got a lot of time to think about stuff? And we're rehearsing the hurt, and it grows. And it becomes a really big deal. Something that was momentary now becomes monumental. Let me be clear. Satan is trying his very best to put all of these things on us. This spirit of heaviness comes with doubt and fear and anxiety and discouragement and dread. And, and a lot of these pressures are very real. Please hear me when I say uh, that, that I'm not saying these things aren't real. They are very, very real. But we've got to understand that at the end of the day, everything is spiritual. The spirit of heaviness is not from God. How do you know that? Because Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest for your souls. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am humble in heart, and you will find rest. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is Jesus says, what I'm giving you is the opposite of the spirit of heaviness. I'm going to give you something that when you come to me, when you follow me, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. So Jesus invites us, everybody who's anxious, everybody who's worried, everybody who's concerned, everybody who's fearful, everybody who's overwhelmed. Everybody who's feeling these emotions that maybe you've never felt before or you felt stronger than you've ever felt in your life, Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. Don't look around. Don't be so fixated on this world and all that is going on. It's all real. He's, he's not saying it's not real. He says, I want you to bring it to me. I want you to look at me. I want you to focus on me because my yoke is easy. My burden is light. So Jesus invites us to come. And the reason is, is because when we are under the spirit of heaviness, it leads to poor decisions, right? Matter of fact, if you're uh, taking notes, you might want to write this down. What not to do when you're under the spirit of heaviness? Don't make permanent decisions based on a temporary emotion. I'm gonna say that again. Don't make permanent decisions based on a temporary emotion. How many know you can't trust your feelings? Your feelings will lie to you. Your emotions will lie to you. So don't trust your emotions. And don't make permanent decisions based on temporary emotions. Don't leave your church. Don't leave your spouse. Don't quit your job without another one lined up. Don't move away. Don't post that on social media that you'll always regret. Don't quit your ministry assignment. Don't doubt God's call. Is this resonating with anybody today? So what do you do in the, spirit, in the season where there's the spirit of heaviness? Isaiah says, I want you to exchange the spirit of heaviness with a garment of praise. 
He says, the spirit of the Lord is here. He goes, and I want you to take off the spirit of heaviness, and I want you to put on a garment of praise. Right? That's, that's what Isaiah says. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Because if we will look, come to Jesus, if we will focus on Jesus, if we will worship Jesus, some great exchange begins to happen. I don't understand how it works, but the Bible says I enter his gates with thanksgiving and I come into his courts with praise. I come into the presence of God. He says, hey, why don't you take that coat off? I got a different coat for you to put on. Instead of heavy, it's light. Instead of burdensome, it it is easy because following me is better than following the world. And when you do, the heaviness in your heart will give way to the spirit of praise. You get the picture? Jesus says, hey, church of Jesus Christ in 2021, don't you dare wear that coat, that spirit of heaviness. He says, I want you to come to me. I want you to look to me, and I will take that coat off and give you the garment of praise. It's time to put off the spirit of heaviness, people. It's time to take off the spirit of heaviness and put on a garment of praise, of worship. Amen, everybody? God has called us as the church for this moment, for this time, for this hour. And God says, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters are gonna prophesy. Can I go ahead and tell you, this is the greatest time in the season, in the history of the world to be alive because we are about to see the greatest ingathering of people that we have ever seen in our lives. I didn't say that. The Bible says that, that this gospel will be preached to the whole world. And then the end will come. And he says, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh, all your family. That's what we want. So instead of running around with our hair on fire saying, oh, 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 no, no, no. God says, come to me. Focus on me. Turn off the news. Turn on the spirit of God. Turn off social media. Turn on the word of God. And you're going to find that spirit of heaviness is going to begin to dissipate and something's going to begin to happen. You say, how do you have so much joy in the middle of all this junk? How do you have so much happiness in the middle of all of this? Can I tell you? Because I've exchanged a spirit of heaviness for the garment of praise. And listen, when I worship God, when I praise God, it may or may not change the circumstances around me. But what it does is it changes me. It changes my perspective. The old song says, turn your eyes on Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim. Anybody remember that old song? In the light of his glory and grace. See, God wants to change you. Not necessarily change your circumstances. God wants you to live the abundant life that Jesus described about. The thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. I came that you would have life and life more abundantly, full of freedom, filled with the glory of God. So what does that mean? That means I worship God in the middle of heaviness. I praise God in spite of the fear. I don't let the culture dictate my actions or my feelings. I don't let the screens dictate my actions or my feelings. I'm looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. He is the one who gives me strength. He is the one who gives me hope. He is the one who gives me joy. He is the one who gives me faith. So how do I, how do I take off the spirit of heaviness? It's real simple. Two words. 
reach up. Reach up. I'm talking about worship. Now the problem is when you feel heavy, worship is not normal. It's not natural. Matter of fact, when the spirit of heaviness is on you, it feels unnatural to worship. You don't feel like worshiping. You don't feel like clapping your hands. You don't feel like lifting your hands. You don't feel like singing. You don't feel like you have anything to be thankful for anyway. Can I tell you, it may not feel natural, but it's right. The scriptural way to put off the spirit of heaviness is to put on the spirit, the garment of praise. I'm gonna say that again. The scriptural way to take off the spirit of heaviness is to put on the garment of praise. We're gonna do that here in just a moment. But let me remind you, you don't have to wait for church. You don't have to wait for Sunday morning. You don't have to wait for first Wednesday. You don't have to wait for Tuesday morning prayer. You can worship God wherever you're at, right in your car, at your house, when you're getting ready in the morning. You can worship God at work, right? Pastor, pastor, what, what do people see? Who cares? You need to take off the spirit of heaviness and put on the garment of praise. So let me encourage you, when, when, the, when the heaviness comes and, when the, and, the, and, and the temptation just to take on that, that, mm, that, that angst, that, that worry, can I challenge you, do what the Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and come into his courts with praise. And, and we just need to be reminded of the goodness of God. Can I remind you that Thanksgiving has nothing to do with food? It has nothing to do with football. It has nothing to do with all of our traditions. Those things are great. I do all of those things. Praise God. I can tell you Thanksgiving is truly just about being thankful. It's just about, it's about worshiping God. And we happen to live in a country that makes that a national holiday? Wow. How blessed are we to give thanks to the Lord. Now, I know some of you are thinking, Pastor, it's 2021. Remember all those things you just said? Yeah. What do we have to be thankful for? A couple weeks ago, several weeks ago, our pastors and directors, we go outside every year to plan for the following year and and as we pray and starting the day, <clears throat> God just, we just started telling stories about the things that God has done in 2021. And it was amazing just to hear the stories of changed lives and miracles that have happened. And so the place we were meeting offside had this huge glass board. I'd say, hey guys, what if, we, what if we take a few minutes and let's just write down every blessing that you can think of in 2021 that happened in our church. It didn't take more than 10 or 15 minutes for that entire whiteboard to be filled with stories and testimonies of the goodness of God. We've got a lot to be thankful for. Amen? You see, Pastor, you know, I just don't feel like it. Well, let me encourage you. Do it anyway. And, and when you worship, can I encourage you? Why don't, you, why don't you be bold? If you normally sit when you worship, why don't you stand up? And if you normally stand when you worship, but you don't sing, why don't you go ahead and sing? Okay, uh, but I normally sing, but, you know, that lifting your hands thing, 
you know, what did Tim Hawkins used to say? Carry the baby, carry the baby, carry the baby, right? You know, get all the way to touchdown, all right? Why don't you lift those hands? Not because I tell you to, because the Bible says lift up holy hands without wrath and without doubting. It's an extension of our praise. Oh, Pastor. Well, some of you are like, oh, I do that. You know, sometimes you can bounce a little bit. Move those feet. Are, are, are you hearing this today? Are you, how many of this resonating with you here today? This is resonating with you here today. Why don't you stand? And with those hands, why don't we begin to thank the Lord? Come on. With those hands lifted, if you're, if you're okay with that, take that step. Come on. Why don't you begin? To, I'm going to take off the spirit of heaviness. I'm just going to begin to put on the, come on, every blessing you can think of, every good thing that God has done, every, every blessing from the Lord. Go ahead and just begin to name the, the goodness of God, the blessing of the Lord in your life. Come on, God, I praise you. God, I worship you. Come on, lift your voice. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for 2021, every good thing that you've done, every, every good thing. God, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for my family. I thank you for my home. I thank you, Lord, for my church. I thank you for breath in my lungs and, and hope in my heart. Come on, lift your voice to heaven. God, I thank you, Lord, that in, this, in the middle of all of this, God, I'm still here. I'm still alive, God. I'm still following you. I'm still serving you, God. We give you praise. Come on, lift your voice. There's a breakthrough when we worship. Come in to his presence with thanksgiving. Come in to his courts with praise, the Bible says. Come on, reach up to heaven. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's worship.
more time we say, worthy is your name, Jesus, you deserve the praise, worthy is your name. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Waymaker, yeah. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Lift your voice. Put on the spirit of praise. to holy 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 just one in just one minute can i tell you in just a few minutes you're going to leave this building and the spirit of heaviness is going to smack you right in the face and invite you to put it right back on right because guess what nothing changed in the world in the last 15 minutes right stuff's still happening everything's still going on what's changing hopefully what's changing is us What's changing is on the inside of me. Instead of turmoil, I have peace. Instead of anxiousness and worry, I have faith and confidence, right? How does that happen? It comes when I exchange the spirit of heaviness for the garment of praise. So when you're tempted to take on that spirit of heaviness, what if you just stop right then and just begin to bless the Lord? What if you just said, I'm just going to remember the goodness of God. I'm going to make my own blessing board. Some of you got a big mirror in your bathroom. Just start writing on that mirror, all right? The blessings of God. Rehearse it every day. Come on, somebody, right? And just begin to bless the Lord. And, and even sing. You say, Pastor, I can't sing. Guess what? I can't either. I've got a microphone and I'm singing in front of all you and whoever's watching online right now. Because it doesn't matter to God. He says, a joyful noise to come to the Lord. Amen. Amen. I want you to begin to lift your heart and lift your voice and just thank God for every good thing that he's done in your life. I want you to give him your best praise, your best praise right now. Come on, your best praise of the year. We thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Let's sing with the angels. Holy, holy, holy.
because that was just the first half of the sermon. Say, Pastor, there's more? Yeah, there is some more. Because God just doesn't want us to reach up. How do I take off the spirit of heaviness? Also happens when I reach out. Right? So, so instead of the spirit of heaviness, I'm going to take on the garment of praise. I'm going to reach up in worship, and I'm going to reach out to bless other people. Amen, everybody? Listen, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches in the midst of a very severe trial, in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of people making angry Facebook posts, in the midst of great division, they're overflowing what? Joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. See, the Bible says that Paul is bragging on this church that says even in the middle of all of this stuff, they chose to bless other people. Because how many know when you reach out and serve other people, something does happen in them, something happens in us. Isaiah said in Isaiah 58 verse 10, if you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light, everybody say my light, will rise in the darkness, and your night, everybody say, my night, will become like the noonday. See, the Bible says something happens when I bless other people, when I serve other people, when I reach out to other people, all of a sudden, my light begins to shine. Instead of darkness, the Bible says the light of Jesus begins to shine on me. Are you getting this? You fight that spirit of heaviness because the spirit of heaviness wants you to be focused on you. Look at me. Look at how bad things are. And there's, it's like these walls that are just closing in around us. And we've got to fight against that by saying, no, no, God, open my eyes to the people around me who are in need, people who need me, who need a word of encouragement, who need, who need me to pray, who need me to help in some way. I promise you it works. So here's what I want you to do. As we enter into the month of December in this Christmas season, uh, especially those of you who are battling loss and dealing with all kinds of heaviness in your heart, can I, can I encourage you, one of the very best things you can do is serve other people. Be a blessing to other people. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it online or jump on the website at graceassembly.org and click the giving link so that we can continue to spread the message of Jesus all around the world. Have a blessed day and we'll see you next week.